0: Good morning, and we welcome to the program for the first time, Terry Lynn Durnall with the National Youth Advocate Program. Good morning to you, Terry Lynn.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having
0: us. And it's great to have you on the program this morning, and uh, getting you with the uh, National Youth Advocate Program. And uh, Terry Lynn, uh, can you uh, tell us uh, a little bit about the organization and uh, what you folks do?
1: Yeah. So the National Youth Advocate Program, uh, we, we do a variety of things here, um, but. Primarily what we're going to talk about today is foster care. So we're a foster care agency, and we link children who are in the Department of Children's Services uh, with foster homes when they're needed.
0: And, uh, of course, uh, I understand that uh, before, around the holiday season, it seems like uh, just concluded, um, it seems like there's a number of uh, big big, uh, influx or an uptick in the number of uh, kids needing to go to foster care.
1: Yeah, around the holidays we always see this huge uptick in the number of kids coming into care and I think a lot of that is, you know, the social workers, uh, they, they just find this extra push to get these kids out of shelters. Uh, Out of group homes for the holidays and into loving and stable foster homes. But, you know, because that's where every child should be uh, all all throughout the year, but especially in the holidays, we want to find them uh, loving and supportive foster homes. Uh, but in general, too, you know, we just see an, an increase in the need of foster homes. Uh, sometimes due to you know lack of stable housing, um, and some of the you know the needs that come around holidays. You know, I think some families experience uh, higher usage of. Um, of drugs or alcohol and perhaps that's the reason why they aren't able to keep these children in their homes so that's reflective in those numbers that we're seeing
0: and uh, i'm sure that uh, separation is always a big issue uh, when it comes to uh, foster homes uh, separating siblings
1: yeah so one of our big goals in the state of indiana is that we want to keep families together and so we always look to reunify these families first Uh, But when we can't reunify these these children um, that are in foster homes, you know, we want to keep them with as many of their family members as possible. So a lot of times, you know, some of these older siblings have actually helped raise their younger siblings, and so we hate to see them separated into care. Uh, And that's one of our biggest barriers right now is actually finding homes that can take uh, teenagers or sibling groups or preteens. Uh, we often get, uh, you know, a number of homes that can take, you know, maybe one baby or one child or an infant. Um, but we really struggle to find homes that can find uh, homes for the other children.
0: Now, when you have kids of uh, different age groups, for example, uh, anywhere from infants to toddlers to maybe uh, teens, um, are there uh, are there are a lot of uh, special challenges and uh, do you run into a lot of cases where these uh, kids, uh, you know, there, there's not uh, – accommodations available for uh, a wide range of uh, siblings, uh, age groups?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we struggle to find homes all year round for children who are, uh, you know, teenagers or part of big sibling groups. I think people, I think there's a stereotype about fostering teenagers that maybe scares people off. I think, you know, people have to remember that these kids are not into care uh, because of anything that they've done. These are not all troubled kids or um, kids who are acting out or have, you know, huge behavior issues. Um, these kids are in care because of something that's happened within their family unit. You know, they have been removed from their family uh, because of no fault of their own. And so we like to, you know, find these kids really good fits. Um, you know, when we talk about foster homes. We want to find um, foster homes that are reflective of our youth that are in care. So, you know, we have youth of different nationalities uh, that speak different languages um, that are part of the LGBTQ plus um, community and so we want to find foster homes that are reflective of them and can provide loving and, and supportive environments for them to grow in and when we do that when we make those good matches these kids really thrive and they're not these scary teenagers that people kind of think that they are um, you know they're just teens and, and and sure some of them have you know the typical attitude problems that teenagers have or you know they're picky or sulky or whatever I've had a teenager so I know I know kind of how that goes but Um, just in general, I mean, these kids tend to thrive and they do well in loving and supportive environments. And so I want people to not to not be fearful to take them in.
0: And as far as the state of Indiana, can you uh, tell us a little bit about how um, where your organization is? Uh, I I imagine it's all over the state, but uh, since we're in the uh, southeastern part of the state, um, what about the services to uh, folks in this area?
1: Yeah, so we do cover most of Indiana. Uh, We don't cover the Evansville area or the Terre Haute area currently, so we're looking to place offices in those areas. So when we get enough people inquiring um, about foster children in that area, we'll be able to start our offices over there. Um, But we we service, you know, we have homes in Davis County, uh, all over southern Indiana, in Washington counties, uh, all the way over to Jennings County, Indiana, and then all the way up north as well.
0: Now, of course, in our uh, general service area where uh, we cover uh, Ripley, uh, Franklin, Decatur, and uh, part of Dearborn County, um, how about uh, service in those areas? Yes, so we
1: absolutely have foster homes in several of those areas as well.
0: And then as far as uh, people uh, getting involved with uh, foster care and uh, things of that nature, becoming involved with your organization, uh, what are some of the steps that those folks would, would need to take?
1: Yeah, so to become a foster parent in in, uh, our area, we've kind of perfected the process. And so all you need to do is you could reach out to me, and my number is 812-528-2248, and we'll just start with an informational phone call about what it is to become a foster parent or what the requirements are. Uh, People can also go to our website, and that's www.fostercareindiana.org, and on there you can see a list of all the requirements that it takes to become a foster parent, and it talks a little bit about uh, what's included in becoming a foster parent. So it talks about um, the paperwork process and getting the home study written and uh, some of the background checks that you would have to to have um, and to become a foster parent Uh, but online you can just fill out a simple inquiry form and then we'll give you an informational phone call and so you can ask us all those questions that you may have um, about being a foster parent
0: and of course uh, with uh, some social services there's uh, licensing involved Uh, now would uh, somebody who is a prospective uh, foster parent would they have to go through the licensure process
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the licensing process, I kind of divide it up into three different categories or three parts if you will. Um, There's the paperwork process um, and then there's also a part of that that includes training. So we require 30 hours of, of training to become a therapeutic foster parent. All those classes right now are actually offered online so you can do those from your home. Um, virtually with a trainer that we provide you with and then the third part of that is just the home study process and so that's where we come into the home and we get to know you and your family very well and um, we talk about your background and all that you have to offer to be a foster parent and then we send that off to the state for licensure.
0: Now, uh, Terry Lindernal, uh, do you run into a lot of uh, folks who uh, express uh, hesitancy uh, about becoming foster parents? Uh, maybe not because of uh, you know, the kids involved necessarily, but the fact that uh, they have to go through the licensure process.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I think sometimes that can be kind of something that scares people away when they think, "Oh, I've got to do thirty credit training hours." Um, Well, we provide day and evening classes, and again, I think right now is the best time to get licensed because we've really perfected that process and made it as easy as possible. Um, And due to COVID, you know, we kind of started offering things online, so virtual training make it a lot easier for people to become foster parents. Um, I think another fear that people have, you know, is the cost associated with taking on another household member, right? Because we're living in a time where everything's just so expensive and costs are on the rise, and... Um, and grocery bills have skyrocketed, and so people wonder, you know, can I really afford to feed another mouth? But we want people to know that fostering doesn't have to be a financial burden to your family. You don't have to be rich and live in a mansion to be a foster parent. You know, we provide, um, the, we provide income for those children that are in care, so, you know, the, cost that it, it, the added cost to your home would be covered by the state.
0: So again, you have uh, state funding and uh, are there other forms of funding uh, available to uh, the uh, National Youth Advocate Program?
1: Yeah, sometimes, uh, no, we don't have a lot of need for homes for just small kids, but sometimes we have some younger kids um, who have older siblings that come into care and oftentimes we can get um, coverage for daycare for them or, or for, um, you know, programs so that they have childcare
0: all right and then with that we're gonna go ahead and take a quick time out and we'll continue our conversation with terry Lindernal with the national youth advocate program and that's coming up right after this
1: don't adjust your radio the sound that you hear is your stomach you're having trouble focusing you can't recall your last meal you're trapped in the hunger zone the solution batesville to go let to go deliver a hot fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes to go delivers the best food from local restaurants visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800 bakesville to go big city convenience small town taste
0: and welcome back as we continue our chat with terry lindernal with the national youth advocate program and uh, we've been talking about foster care and the need for uh, foster homes and, uh, and the like. Now, uh, as far as your concern, uh, Terry Lynn, uh, how did you get involved in this line of work?
1: Yeah, so I've been doing social work for quite a while now, uh, ten or more years, I guess I would say. And I got into foster care kind of in a roundabout way. I really actually started working with the biological parents of these children. And so, you know, Indiana has a plan um, to always try to reunify the children with their biological families first and foremost. And so, I would come in and I would work with these families. And you know, if drugs were the issue, I would help them get into rehab programs. Or if employment was the issue, I'd help them create resumes and find jobs and so um, I would do whatever it took to kind of remedy to the situation that got these children removed and then also we would provide supervised visits for these children so that they could visit their biological parents um, and from there you know my role changed throughout the years and so uh, I, I am now licensing foster homes.
0: As far as the uh, support staff uh, I imagine you've got uh, pretty much a you know Pretty good crew as far as uh, that's concerned, or a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people who are uh, quite capable of uh, handling a lot of these challenges because, quite frankly, these are challenges.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when a child's removed from their home, without a doubt, they're experiencing trauma just from that alone. No matter what else has happened in their life, they're being removed from their family, and that's going to cause them trauma. And so we provide an entire support staff around you that can help you um, understand that child's trauma and the best ways to deal with that and, and to work with that child. And so you always feel, you know, the goal is that you always of course feel prepared uh, to handle any such situation that would arise. And and even if it's something we we haven't prepared you for, that you have the resources to um, help that child through any kind of crisis that they may experience. And we do that with our amazing, amazing team. And,
0: uh, and I think another, another outgrowth of that is the fact that, uh, these uh, services or at least uh, access is available
1: 24/7. Absolutely. Yep, we have a 24/7 hotline. Uh, each child is is assigned a, a a worker that comes to your home and works with that child based on their needs. So, you may be working they may be working with that child weekly or monthly or maybe multiple times a week if it's a very high needs child. Uh, but that person's always available to you if you if you were to need them.
0: Yeah, because I was uh, looking at uh, some of the uh, information. Uh, I mean, you've got uh, not only foster care and matching, also placement, but also, uh, you know, foster parent inquiries, also family engagement services, referrals, and uh, Mm -hmm. community mental health referrals. And, of course, that's that's a big topic nowadays is uh, mental health and the fact that, uh, you know, that may uh, come into play as far as uh, these kids either being uh, taken out of the home or, you know, what they're dealing with, uh, the fact that uh, they've been separated from their family and possibly even their siblings.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Many, many, many of these cases um, have a therapy component involved with them. And so the state puts these services into place to help these families um, and these children get through the trauma that they're experiencing. And a lot of times uh, we even include family therapy. um, And sometimes we even have family therapy with the foster families. So there's just a wide r- a range of services that can take place to help um, just create the best life possible for these children.
0: Now, as far as uh, referrals, um, now how are those initiate, initiated? Are they by, um, I don't know, uh, social workers or exactly uh, how, how yeah. does this work?
1: Yeah, so we get our referrals for these children. They come through the Department of Children's Services here in Indiana. and so the referrals are sent out to all of the foster care agencies statewide. and the goal is always to kind of place the child as close to home as possible. We, you know we want to keep them in the same schools as possible near their family members if possible, um, you know, to avoid creating any further trauma for them. Uh, but, you know, as it is, is, you know, we currently just don't have enough homes to always make that happen. And so I have to say one of the toughest parts of my job is is when I'm going through these referrals, I'm reading them, um, and, you know, my heart's going out to these children, and then I have to hit delete on that referral because I know I don't have a home for them. Um, And and that's just devastating. It's absolutely the hardest part of my job, but those referrals, you know, we, we try to keep them close to home. Um, And so that's why we're really looking for more foster families is so we can, we don't have to click delete on those children. So when I get a referral that has, you know, three siblings in it that I know I have homes to go to that can take three siblings.
0: All right. So, again, uh, if you would, uh, please, uh, Terry Linder, your uh, phone number and also website for someone who uh, may be interested in becoming a foster parent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my phone number is 812 528 And that's my personal phone number, so you can call and reach me anytime and ask for more information about becoming a foster parent. And then also our website, that's www.fostercareindiana.org.
0: All right, so again, 812-528-2248 and fostercareindiana.org. Yep, that's
1: right.
0: Excellent. All right. Uh, Anything else uh, before we let you go, Terry Lynn?
1: I think that's it and I just I want to thank you again for kind of getting this message out there you know we really struggle to find homes for all these children and it's just my personal goal you know each holiday season to have children uh, out of these group homes out of shelters and into loving and stable support of foster homes and so I appreciate you uh, giving us a chance to share that message and and hopefully making that happen.
0: All right well you're welcome again uh, Terry Lindernell with the National Youth Advocate Program. We appreciate your time this morning. Stay well and uh, all the best to you and uh, everybody at the organization.
1: You too. Thank you so much.